The gig economy now accounts for about 12% of the global labor market. From over 1,000 cities in 126 countries, K Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. In this episode, Derek Nseko returns to the podcast to discuss air travel in East Africa and the single Africa airline transport market. Ever since it was launched in 2018, we are yet to see the perks of the single Africa airline transport market. What are the challenges holding back the single Africa airline transport market? So the story of the single African air transport market goes back over 30 years now. And while it might be accurate to say that This has been a painfully slow process. I think the tide has begun to change. Over the past one year, uh, this initiative has really picked up some momentum. African Civil Aviation Commission, specifically, who are the executing agency of the single African air transport market, have taken some real action in the past few months, ever since the appointment of the new Secretary General, Adefunke Adeyemi. For one... Uh, the AFCAC, the African Civil Aviation Commission, has decided to start a pilot implementation project. So what's happened is that while we heard uh, various signatories of the single African air transport market before, uh, about 35 states, uh, the AFCAC has gone ahead to start a pilot implementation project. And what it's done is look at the low-hanging fruit and look at the countries that across various regions in Africa, countries that might be better tuned uh, to uh, achieving the requirements of uh, of the SATAM and said, let's get these countries and use them as a platform uh, to get this thing going. So initially, those about 15 states. There are now 19 states uh, from the various regions of Africa, east, west, and south, so various corridors on the African continent. And these 19 states are pushing ahead uh, with the implementation of the single African air transport market. So that might be the way to go. Africa has already uh, appointed ambassadors as well from the various regions in Africa. There's a West African ambassador, there's an East African ambassador, there's a South African ambassador for the SATAM. And these are seasoned uh, aviators who are know the, single, the African aviation market very well and uh, can speak uh, to governments, uh, you know, from a point of authority. So Africa is doing a lot of work as well in terms of its visibility. Uh, the, the organization has been having various roadshows in all the different countries. And uh, part of the mandate really and part of this process is to really educate the various African countries on why this is important because that is part of the issue. So African countries need to understand better why they have to sign up to the single African air transport market. So I think uh, there's optimism There's optimism uh, at this point in time and uh, hopefully uh, the next year also sees more progress for, for the SATA. And uh, so at the moment, I would say, uh, and what's been holding this back as well is just that our African countries, not just the lack of knowledge as well, it's also just the protectionist nature of our aviation markets. Uh, some of the airlines are not uh, are not friendly to competition and they advise their governments to hold off uh, from uh, signing to this agreement. So I think the jury is still out 
for the current leadership of the African Civil Aviation Commission. And we might have better days yet coming for the single African air transport market. And I think we must look ahead uh, with optimism instead now. Air travel in East Africa is most expensive in the world, according to EATA, while intra-Africa travel follows suit in terms of expense. What is needed to bring down the cost of travel in the region? So the high cost of travel is really an African problem. Uh, it's not just an East African problem. And uh, our airlines in Africa really have a problem because there is an appetite for travel in Africa and intra-Africa as well. You know, but the market that exists for, for travel for air travel in Africa really can only be unlocked at a certain price. And our airlines find it very difficult uh, to come down to that, that price simply because this is a high-cost environment for airlines. Africa is a high-cost environment. So if airlines are operating at a high cost, these costs are always passed on to the passenger in the form of a higher airline ticket. You know, so... Uh, the basic costs of the airline, you look at fuel, you know, which is uh, purchased by the dollar, mind you, and we are operating uh, in our own different local currencies that can sometimes be volatile. Uh, we don't have uh, enough maintenance infrastructure. We don't have enough maintenance facilities. Often our airlines have to go out of Africa uh, to get some of their maintenance. Uh, when we're buying spare parts, spare parts are coming from out of the continent and we're buying them by the dollar and uh, at the same time uh, we operating with a different currency on the african continent yes and uh, i mean we also have to uh, consider the fact that some of our airlines are very protectionist with the way they operate uh, some of our routes are not adequately competitive. Uh, if you look at the most expensive routes in the East African region, this is from a study I looked at very recently uh, from about 10 countries in the East African region. Uh, the 10 most expensive routes all had their origin uh, or destination in Addis Ababa. Uh, of the 10 busiest routes in East Africa, among these 10 East African countries, nine of them had their origin or destination uh, in Nairobi. You know, so, yes, uh, there's so much we can do. Uh, but at the end of the day, we also need uh, our governments to understand that our airlines in Africa need an environment that is favorable uh, for, for travel to be cheaper, to be more convenient, to be more efficient. Uh, so that environment as well uh, is the high cost environment is further exacerbated by the tax regimes that we have in Africa. Our airlines uh, tend to have to pay through the teeth, uh, spend very highly uh, on some of the, the taxes and levies uh, that they have to, uh, to incur when they fly into other African countries. And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or share index traded more than 1% lower, around 73,100 on Wednesday afternoon, mainly pressured by financials, tech companies and industrials. Meanwhile, traders closely assessed the highly anticipated U.S. inflation report, which showed inflation accelerated last month largely due to a jump in gasoline prices. Underlying inflation also ran at a faster than expected monthly pace in August, leaving the door open for additional rate hikes this year. On the domestic front, South Africa largest labor union federation, Kotasu, is threatening to go on strike over Treasury's budget cut proposals. On Tuesday, the presidency said the unsustainable public debt levels, including low growth rates, are forcing 
President Ramaphosa to consider cutting the government size to stabilize the economy. The measures include the possibility of a further wage freeze, job cuts and more cuts to government services. On a quick trip around Africa, side hustles and informal employment could be the next big thing for many unemployed youth and women in developing countries. This is according to the World Bank. The lender in its recent job and development report says gig economy now accounts for about 12% of the global labor market, way higher than previously estimated, and holds particular promise for the two groups in developing countries. Dubbed Working Without Borders, the promise and peril of online gig work, the report says demand for gig workers in low and middle income countries has been rising faster in developing than in developed nations. This, according to the World Bank, is in line with the growth of the digital economy and the spirit of innovation around the world. The report notes that among middle income countries, it is lower middle income countries that are contributing more to demand for online gig workers than the upper middle income countries, mainly driven by the need for micro, small and medium enterprises. Nevertheless, almost 60% of the firms surveyed in poorer countries reported increased outsourcing to gig workers, whereas in wealthier countries, less than half said the same. Telecoms Group MTN Nigeria has secured the approval of the Nigerian Communications Commission for transfer and assignment of 10 MHz frequency division duplex in 2.6 GHz spectrum band from Open Sky Services to MTN Nigeria. The additional spectrum, the license of which is effective 7th September and due for renewal in April 16, 2023, will enable MTN to enhance its network capability, deploy network capacity more efficiently, enhance sustainability priorities rather, and improve customer experience. Migrant workers are increasingly sending home more money year-on-year, with the economic shifts prompting more people to migrate in search of greener pastures. This is according to the IMF. The lender's latest finance and development report for the month of September shows global remittances reached a record $647 billion in 2022, three times higher than the official development assistance. It predicts further growth of the inflows as the growing income gap between richer and poorer nations, demographic pressures and changes changes to the economic environment persists. Kenyans working and living abroad have been sending home record amounts in the past three years, with inflows reaching $4.03 billion in 2022. This is an 8.9 and 30% increase from the record value of $3.7 billion and $3.1 billion in 2021 and 2020, respectively. For the first six months period to June this year, Kenyan migrant workers have sent home 2.03 billion US dollars, having been partly fueled by the weakening shilling that has seen those in the diaspora capitalize on it. The rush to take advantage of the strong dollar by Kenyans in the diaspora is therefore boosting the purchasing power of local beneficiaries amid the slump in the shilling, in turn triggering a remittance boom. Western Union in its inaugural Global Money Transfer Index projected that weakening shilling will be a, a key driver in boosting inflows. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website, that is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at With a Talk.